What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back. In James Cameron's feature film Avatar, we're presented with the story of Jake Sully. Sully is a paraplegic and former soldier who's offered the opportunity to transcend his disability and travel to Pandora, a fictional otherworld in the form of an avatar. The metaverse continues to present narratives of transcendence, where people can be whoever they want to be despite their physical limitations. But as we continue to build the internet of tomorrow, it's important to pause and ask who is being afforded these narratives of transcendence and who isn't? And perhaps more importantly, when it comes to disability in specific, how can we incorporate disability instead of trying to ascend it? My guest today is Natalie Trevon, a disability advocate and consultant for media and fashion brands. She shares her story of blindness and blackness and what the fashion industry needs to know about accessibility. Natalie designed a dress for the upcoming Metaverse Fashion Week, which will take place this week in Decentraland. So how exactly does a blind person design a dress? Stay tuned to find out. It's a fascinating episode and it starts right now. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3Dium. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3Dium is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to up-level your e-commerce site, for augmented reality, and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Um, Tell us about your personal journey with disability, diversity, and inclusion. Yeah, so I actually lost the majority of my vision at 18. I basically have arthritis of the eye, which is really weird. It's an inflammatory disease, and it's not common. Most people have regular eye disease. I don't. And as I was transitioning into college, I was like, I have been such an active person, had all these goals and dreams, and I kind of felt like those things started to shatter around me as I was losing my vision, not understanding the things that I know now is that my life doesn't have to change as a person with a disability, right? But because of how media portrays us, you know, film and television as like these hopeless people that need saving. And that's just really not how disability is. And I think once I got into college and finally got the hang of things and started, you know, entering the workforce, I realized that there wasn't a lot of people who look like me, number one, and that the stereotype was that I couldn't work, even though I went to school, even though I had internships, even though I put in the work, got good grades, like the American dream was not made for someone like me. And that was hurtful, you know, like that was painful for me to realize like a smack in the face. And that's really how I got into DEI and advocacy. I had a mentor at the time named Whitney Davis, who at the time was a manager of diversity, equity, inclusion at CBS Studios. She's now a VP of production at Anthony Hemingway Productions. In talking with her, she realized as well that she didn't see anybody with a disability at her job at all, you know, whether that be in the office or on camera, 
because she did work at a studio and I really started to work with her to kind of say, okay, what needs to be done for us to get more representation? And we developed these blindness awareness presentations that I had started maybe back in 2019 before the world shut down. And we would go into like different entertainment companies and say, hey, look, this is what it looks like to hire people with disabilities. These are the misconceptions. These are the stereotypes. If you have questions or hesitations, this is the place to ask them because I'm not here to judge you. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of how we can get over that hurdle of people with disabilities working in the workplace, specifically in entertainment, because that was what I was initially interested in before I kind of jumped into the fashion space. And I'm so excited to learn all about the work that you're doing in the fashion space, but just zooming out and talking about disability as a whole in fashion, you know, we've seen some brands like Nike, Tommy Hilfiger, and more recently Victoria's Secret making strides towards inclusivity but it's still not there in the way that I'm sure someone like yourself would want it to be. In your opinion, what's the biggest challenge when it comes to access in the fashion industry? There's so many answers to this question. I'm just gonna speak specifically to the blindness community and say that our access mostly stops at website accessibility. And because of the pandemic, you know, online shopping has increased tremendously and everybody has been doing their shopping online. And we don't have that same privilege, right? Because the screen readers that we use are not usually compatible with the software that these brands are using. And so when we go to shop online, we hear things like button, 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 label, 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 image, image, image. That doesn't tell you a lot of information about what you're purchasing, right? That just sounds like mumbo jumbo <laughs> because there's no alternative text and alternative text just breaks down what's going on in an image. And so companies are not providing alternative text. Their product descriptions leave a lot to the blind imagination. Like red crop top with red pants doesn't tell me much, right? And even if I was a sighted person and it just said that, that doesn't really still tell me much. And what we try to make brands understand as fashion and beauty accessibility consultants is that the more detail you provide, the more confident the buyer. And that's across the board. And the disability community is a billion dollar industry. So when you incorporate accessibility into your brand, then your bottom line actually increases. I think the stereotype is that we don't enjoy fashion, like we're not stylish or that we don't care. And that's not true. Like, I love to dress. <laughs> My friends look to me for style inspiration. I love putting looks together. It's something that I'm good at. I identify my clothes by textures. And so that's kind of how I do my wardrobe, which is like a big part of the nested dress that we're going to talk about, you know, <laughs> coming up here. But I think that it's mainly stems from stereotypes that society has put on us. But, you know, brands need to understand like disability representation is important because not only will people with disabilities buy more, but their family members, their 
friends, colleagues are going to want to support a brand that's truly inclusive. So alternative text is a good place to start when we're talking about e-commerce sites. And I agree with you because even as a sighted person, I can't find something specific if I'm using certain descriptives beyond like red pants, as you said. So there should be more of a language applied, I think, to the images. But as we're talking more about the metaverse, it seems like we're moving more and more towards an increasingly visual culture, especially with all these conversations about Apple glasses potentially coming out and VR headsets. How do you feel about this as a blind person? And what do you want companies to know and consider as they continue to build this future? Yeah, so just having this conversation yesterday with Carolyn DeRossier, and she's actually the founder of Scribly. And Scribly is the company that will help you add alternative text to your already website. So they'll go in and pretty much do the work for you. And she said that people have been hitting her up and asking like, well, what does that look like for NFTs, right? And then like the metaverse. And the simple answer is that we don't know. Just because most NFTs are moving objects and you can't really alt text a moving object, right? Unless it's a, a GIF. And so I think the future for when we're thinking of NFTs and the metaverse, as far as alt text is going to be audio description. And audio description is basically when there's a narrator basically narrating what's showing up on your screen. And so streaming services like Netflix and HBO Max and Disney Plus have been actually adding a lot of audio description to their television shows and films so that people who are blind and low vision can enjoy them. And it basically just breaks down what's going on in a scene. And I think that's what is going to have to happen for the metaverse and NFT, there's going to have to be some type of audio description integrated into the software so that whatever's being shown on the screen is being detailed for someone using a screen reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you get you get to skip all the dizziness of VR headsets. <laughs> so that's that's good for you on that one. And now, you know, I, I know this is a podcast, so people can't see you, but you mentioned that you're blind, but you're also a black woman. So we're talking about NFTs, we're talking about crypto communities. These are communities that are traditionally made up of white men, certain class and affluence. How do you feel about this as a black woman? It seems like as you know, a blind person and as a black woman, you're almost twice or three times removed from the quote unquote normal center of the conversation. So how do you feel about that? I think historically any space that I've ever entered, whether that be college or trying to be a publicist when I first got started or in entering the entertainment space or entering the fashion space, I'm usually the only person that looks like me, right? Uh, traditionally, there's not a lot of people who look like me who are black and blind or even just blind trying to tackle entertainment and fashion advocacy in regards to accessibility, right? It's just not happening. And so I try not to think, okay, this is traditionally white. I try to think of it as, okay, I'm here. I need to show up as Natalie Trevant unapologetically. I'm not going anywhere. So get used to me. <laughs> this is the time for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if you don't like it, you just kind of have to get out of the way because DEI is the future. And I know people like are kind of a little scared. I mean, most people get it, but I think a lot of people are kind of scared of change. But it's kind of like put on your big girl panties or big boy panties and like understand that this is the future. Like no one's going to want to support you if you're still 
doing things the old way and not including everyone. People yeah. need to see themselves in anything that they support. And as we've seen with Gen Z, like you can get canceled, <laughs> you know, if you don't want to move forward and move towards an inclusive society. Totally. And it seems that especially in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, there's been a spotlight on blackness and on diversity from a, a race perspective. But do you feel like the disabled community has gotten the same attention or have, have they yet to have their moment in the limelight, so to speak? I don't think so, but I think that little by little we're starting to see more disability representation only because I feel like people with disabilities are really starting to find their voice. You see more disabled influencers online and they're really pushing the needle forward and changing the narrative of how we've seen disability so far. And like, I think us as advocates are really trying to get people not to shy away from the word disability. We're trying not to use these other words that people love so much, like special needs or differently abled or all these different things. And we're like, no, it's disability, it's disabled. We stand proudly with that name. That's who we are. Like, that's how we get our rights to the ADA. And we're very comfortable in our disabledness. Like, um, we've seen, like, hashtags like disabled AF. We're not afraid to be disabled. It's not a negative thing for us. We walk proud and confident and we live normal lives. Yes, we do have to do things differently, but we're still the same Natalie. We're still the same whoever. And we need people to understand that disability is not a bad word. So now, as I understand it, you're designing a dress for the upcoming Metaverse Fashion Week. Forgive my ignorance, but how does a blind person design a dress? Yeah, so I think when Ernest Spicer from Ignis Studios first hit me up on LinkedIn, he's like, I'm, I've been following your fashion posts and I love everything you're doing. And he was like, do you want to design an NFT with me? And I was like, is this a scam? Like, I really was like, is this a scam? Like, what, like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't really know much about the NFT space. I'm like, I'm still trying to tackle web two accessibility you know what he means so i was just like i don't know but he was like super encouraging and just wanting to bring disability representation to this space so what i did is i was like okay he said i could make any piece of clothing and so i sat on my computer and i wrote very detailed notes amanda so everything was from like the make the fabric how long it is, the colors. I really wanted to make sure I paid close attention to texture because that's how I identify my clothes. And so I really spelled it out for the artists and the, and the designers so that they could have a clear idea of what this dress was supposed to look like. And I think what helps me is that I wasn't born blind. So I do remember what things look like, you know, as far as what a halter looks like or a low back or something with a slip or having your middle or a low cut or whatever the case may be. So I think it was very, very easy for me to see the dress in my head and then detail it for them on paper. Hmm. And so Kathy Hackle, who's known as the godmother of the metaverse, is going to be wearing this dress. And so you wrote the instructions. You like wrote the code basically for it, or the DNA of it. And then they're going to be bringing it to life in the 3DM platform. Is that correct? Yeah. So when Ernest and I originally spoke, we just thought this would be like a fun 
thing to do and we'd maybe sell it. For me, it was like fun thing. And then he brought in Xander Sims and Xander Sims was kind of talking about the project to his colleagues. And that's how Michael Toner got involved and he is from 3DM. And so we kind of got on a call together and it just grew into this bigger project where they were interested and in featuring it in Meta Fashion Week. And I obviously was blown away because I didn't think it was going to be this big. For me, it was just, I've always wanted to design. And because of them, of us all working together, they kind of brought my dream of being a designer to life. That's so fantastic to hear because when we talk about the metaverse, when we talk about Web3, you hear this word collaboration a lot and nobody, no one person is doing one thing. And there seems to be teams of people bringing different projects alive. And it's very cool that this team could be so inclusive and you could kind of run with your imagination and, and not be constrained either by the sort of reality of fashion design in the real world. So I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited to attend Metaverse Fashion Week as well. I just have a couple of questions for you before we wrap things up. As I understand it, you have a podcast yourself. Can you tell us about Fashionably Tardy and how people can listen? Yeah, Fashionably Tardy is Lissa Lowe and I's baby. We started back in 2020 during the pandemic wanting to do something positive, but wanting to do something that I was super passionate about and that's fashion and bringing everyone on one platform, right? So it didn't matter if you were disabled or non-disabled or race or gender, like just bringing basically all the groups that have been historically marginalized for generations on one platform, basically showing the entertainment and media industry that we can all exist in one space. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's possible. And so Lissa and I just like to say that we're two blind chicks bridging the gap between fashion and disability by telling some amazing stories from some dope fashion creatives killing it in the game today. Awesome. We'll definitely put the show notes for this episode so that people can link up to your podcast. So outside of the podcast, how can people follow you and stay in touch with your important advocacy work? Yeah, I'm literally Natalie Trevon everywhere. N-A-T-A-L-I-E-T-R-E-V-O-N-N-E. And that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Connect with me on any of those platforms. And then our podcast is also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and it's at FT on the scene. So again, that's at FT on the scene. Natalie, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story with me and your journey. I'm really excited to have met you, and I'm so excited to see the dress that you've put together for Kathy. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. That was my conversation with Natalie Trevon. She's a disability advocate and consultant for fashion and entertainment. She's also the designer of the Nessa dress, a dress that will be featured at Metaverse Fashion Week this week in Decentraland. To learn more about her, check out the show notes. As always, thanks to 3DM for sponsoring today's episode. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D, and 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to uplevel your e-commerce site, for augmented reality, and even to walk into the metaverse. 
To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. I'm your host, fashion futurist and innovation journalist, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.